NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now, to honor the return of NBA action, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right. $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the number one men's below-the-belt groomer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Amazon. Log into sportsgamblingpodcast.com and click on the Amazon banner. Bookmark that link and use it every time you shop to score sweet savings and support the podcast. I am Ryan McKee, and you are listening to NBA Odds Pod Episode 3. Yes, if we were the Star Wars, we would be Return of the Jedi right now, and we'd be peaking. Uh, thankfully, we're not Star Wars, and we don't have to worry about Jar Jar Binks popping up, or that the Game of Thrones showrunners are leaving us later in the series. No, we are just getting started with tons of free NBA gambling and fantasy basketball content. But really, I just read, I just read the Game of Thrones creators are are leaving the Star Wars trilogy because they're backing up because of a Netflix deal. I mean that that was like Kevin Durant leaving Golden State for Brooklyn all over again. Oh, Ryan, did you just make a super inside referency sort of joke that would have been left better on Twitter? Hell yeah, I did because I am doing my best to make this shit entertaining. Thank you so much for listening to episode three. Honestly, I'm doing my best to get better at this and iron out the tech issues. Uh, if you have any ideas for how I can make the show better, I really do want to hear from you. Hit me up at the Ryan McKee on Twitter or email me at nbaoddspod at the sgpn.com. Again, at the Ryan McKee on Twitter or email me at nbaoddspod at the sgpn.com. This week, I'm very excited because we have Monique Vogg on the show. Uh, you might know her as Parlay Queen on Twitter. Uh, she's a regular contributor to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, where you can find her DFS college football picks every week, as well as her NFL and college football best bets every week. Uh, she also writes for covers.com, where she gives out five NBA best bets every single day. She really knows her shit. Uh, quick note, we recorded this on Sunday night, so a couple of our numbers are a little behind, but that won't really matter. You'll still get a sense of what our favorite teams are right now and our favorite fantasy basketball players to pick up. So anyway, here we go. Let's get right into my conversation with Monique. Really excited for the NBA season, but before we jump into uh, your early takes on the season, I just wanted to know, how did you get started in handicapping and getting into this world? Because you do it all. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, which sport? <laughs> that was my initial <laughs> response. Um, I kind of just grew up with it. My parents always bet sports. Sports were always on TV. They were just like recreational. It wasn't anything serious. And I'm just a super competitive person. And I've always loved 
I was never the best in math in school. It was never something that I was like drawn to, but I've always been interested by stats and analytics and just being able to take those numbers and number crunch. So I guess that was kind of my way of doing that. And I've always been fascinated by that. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depends how you look at it. I had some of that early luck, which just immediately got me hooked. And it's one of those things where, I mean, it's so hard to get away from, but I don't really think I want to get away from it either. So (laughs) it's one of those things. Did you, you go to did you go to college or did. did you start doing this? What did you go to college for? I went to University of Toronto and I double majored in English and American studies. So nothing to do with statistics or Absolutely anything like not. that. Absolutely not. I plan on going to law school and here we are. <laughs> and how long have you been how long have you been doing it for? I would say I got into sports betting heavily pretty heavily in high school. Um, for us, it's very convenient. Like you can go to the gas station or just a local corner store and be able to place a parlay wager. And it's gotten a lot better. Like you can do props now, you can do pools. So it's like selecting the outright winner of each game. So there's a lot of variety and it's always been something that's been so easily accessible. So I've always been drawn to that. And that's kind of how I got started and doing like parlays. And at this point, I'm maybe betting one parlay per sport per year. So things have most certainly changed in that sense, but I I just love it. And when did you really start uh, getting into writing about it? Initially, the first thing was um, with covers. And that was when I was in my second year of university. And um, I just remember like innocuously tweeting about something. I don't even remember what it was. And I just kind of had always been talking about sports, just ranting to, I don't even know, just like my friends that were following me on Twitter. And um, they reached out to me and asked if I was maybe interested in writing. They were kind of looking for new personalities. And I was always, I found writing pretty easy. Like that's always been the best way for me to articulate myself just through writing. It's always been like, I've always read a lot, um, written a lot as well. Um, And that's how I kind of got started in that. And I don't even know at this point, it's been like seven or eight years, but it was with, uh, I think NFL was my first. Uh, We're going to take a quick break right now to remind you that MyBookie is the presenting sponsor of this podcast and all the great free content you'll find over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. NBA is back. Oh, yeah, it is. And in-game wagering and player props are all up and running at mybookie.ag. Plus, they have live bets, second half bets, prop bets. Can't find a prop bet you like? Try your hand at customizing your own prop bet with the MyBookie Prop Builder. Uh, besides their wide selection of bets, they're also offering up to $1,000 first deposit bonus using promo code SGP. That's right, up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP at mybookie.ag to play, win, and get paid. Okay, so let's get into it. We've had a week of action. What? are some teams that have changed your mind from preseason to now? So for me, I guess the Heat were someone that I looked at, like I didn't know what to expect. I know they were solid defensively and they were kind of a fringe team, I'd say. But I think I think they have potential to keep it really close versus those good teams. And we've yet to see Jimmy Butler debut for them. So I think having him as someone that can, because they've always kind of struggled offensively. So having someone that's a consistent playmaker and scorer I think will really benefit them and I think defensively they're super sound obviously so they're someone that I think will be could produce some big upsets along the way yeah they've been really interesting early on with their rookie backcourt in Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero 
Um, I really actually not to get sidetracked, but Kendrick Nunn, I really like as a pickup in fantasy basketball, a season long and someone to keep your eye on DFS. I mean, he had a huge game today again. Um, yeah, he's, he's solid. It's tough with those younger players. You don't necessarily know what to expect, but I know he logged like close to 40 minutes of game time. So, I mean, I don't even think the game's over yet at this point, but or just about ending, but yeah, he's someone that's really stood out thus far. And I think, I, I don't know. They're they're an interesting team for me. I'm not entirely sure if it's just kind of getting off to an early start just because they're young, fresh, ambitious, ready to play, or if it's actually going to you know, be something super consistent with them and something that carries on throughout the year. But thus far, I've been so impressed. Yeah, and Eric Spolstra has come out and said that none is going to continue starting next to uh, Butler when he comes back. So Tyler Hero is actually going to get pushed to the bench, even though he's been the bigger name coming in. Um, but yeah, I really like Kendrick Nunn as a as a pickup, and I like them to continue continue their success if Butler doesn't come back. And we've seen him kind of poison a locker room before. Yeah, that's true, but he's just so good that at the end of the day, I mean, you're right though. He, really, I want to say that it doesn't matter, but it truly does matter because all about that team morale and just, I mean, but there is really not that much pressure if there even really is pressure on Miami to perform. So I think that really helps them. Mm-hmm. Like a team like Golden State, like we know they're going to be shitty this year. There's no other way around it, but there's always going to be that pressure with them. So I think having that kind of burden lessen them, I think it'll work out for them. And I really don't know where I stand, but like you were saying, Kendrick Nunny has been so impressive thus far. Uh, any other teams that have really uh, surprised you? I guess another team, I guess it's mostly just that I don't know where, I mean, the Celtics are someone that I didn't really know where they would stand. There's someone that they had so many offensive changes that I just didn't know how their chemistry would be. And I still think that they're not going to be able to, when you have certain teams that are going to put up 120, 125 a night, I just don't see Boston keeping up. I just don't think they have the players that are going to light at the scoreboard on a daily basis. I mean, I'm not going to say they don't have the talent, but I mean, when Jason Tatum has to carry the load of your team, you know, as much as I love him, but it's kind of more just like that I've just been, so I cashed a couple tickets on him early on. I had him in his draft order. I've been watching him. I've been impressed by him. I thought he was a good pickup for them, but he's just, he's not, he's just not there yet. I guess is the nicest way of putting it. Still needs to, still needs to do a lot. I guess, I guess the best comments and comparisons I've seen is that they call him like a, like a Walmart Kobe. And it's like, it's (laughs) true. I mean, it's. I haven't heard that, but that's very well put. I mean, it really is, though, because he's, he has kind of like, I mean, nowhere near the talent. I can't even, it's even, I feel like it's even blasphemous to say it in the same sentence, those two players. But I mean, he kind of is. They're kind of similar in skill sets and the way they play the game but he he's someone where I kind of on the fence of where he stands but the Celtics I just like I said I don't think they're gonna be able to really keep up offensively and I know they're only shooting 40% from the floor through those two games and that's that's not gonna cut it I feel like Kemba Walker has just been has started off super slow but if this is what they're gonna look like I would continue fading them early on until they show otherwise I think so too. I, you know, you sometimes you run the risk of teams not having chemistry and that initially just 
really hindering them. But then down the road, it can all click. And then I would love to take this team getting a ton of points because I do think they can keep it close. But versus teams that light up the scoreboard and play with a super fast pace, I just don't think they're going to be able to hold them to, you know, 105, 100, 100 points around that range, which is what I think they score. So I think because of that, until they become such big dogs that you're kind of forced into taking them, I would just completely avoid them or fade them at this point. What about for you? Who's stood out for you? So I'm a huge Phoenix Suns fan. Okay. And so I am so excited that they're 3-0 and against the spread right now. <laughs> I mean, and they, they were able to blow out the, I mean, they didn't blow out the Clippers, but they were up with like five minutes left by 15 mm-hmm. with up by five minutes left in the game. And they still won by eight. And that is with Deandre Ayton. Now they also had Ricky Robio out last game. So I, I'm, I'm super excited that two and one uh, and three and zero against the spread. I believe they're the only team that's three and zero against the spread so far. Hmm. You got to be excited about them. I mean, I've been a big fan of Kelly Oubre. Just, I think he's just a good player. He plays really hard. He fills up those stat categories. He gets you those steals if you need them. And I just, I just like the way he plays. I love his style, by the way. I think he has the best style. <laughs> off topic, but his <laughs> outfits are killer. Like he has his own identity. But I just like the way he plays the game. Have you seen his tattoos? Yeah, he's got tattoos. But I mean, I follow like league fits and all that. I'm I'm super into fashion, and I recently kind of got into like menswear and NBA fits and all that. And I mean, he's got amazing style, and a lot of players do. But he has his own identity, and I'll send you a couple pictures later on. But he's he's got his he's got his thing going on. But he's I think he's been a great addition. All right, so guys, if you're looking for some style advice, just check out Kelly Oubre's wardrobe. And that's coming <laughs> it, from Monique. Okay. He's got his own um, identity. I respect that. I respect people that, you know, want to look different, that are different, that just kind of don't really care how they look. They just wear what's comfortable, wear what's what's them, and they have their own identity. Like, you can easily identify, like, a Russell Westbrook just because he has his own thing, whether you call it swag, whether you call it whatever. He has his own thing. He has his own style. And he's just someone that's I've just been fascinated by as a person <laughs> yeah he's got I, and i have to give credit to one of our writers jeff fox he's a, a fellow canadian actually and he pointed out to me that Ubre has both a uh misfits the punk band mm-hmm. misfits tattoo and a michael jackson tattoo very close to each other so he's got a, a wide array of music tastes <laughs> apparently as well He's cool. He's a cool guy. I really have to give him credit. And I mean, he's averaging, I'm looking right now, he's averaging 21.3 points, shooting 51.3%. I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's a little bit elevated as to what I think he's going to average. But last season, he was 16.9. So, I mean, I think he's going to be one of those players that can have those big nights. And I have him on my fantasy team too. And I got him really late. And I think, I mean, he's been performing for me, so I can't complain in that sense. But yeah, I'm definitely for, for you. I'm excited for you for the Suns because you're finally winning some games. I know. <laughs> I'm, you know, I don't want to get too excited, but I'm hoping that Monday Williams like is finally the coach that, you know, kind of smooths it out. I mean, he's been like our fourth head coach in like four years. So never a good thing. Yeah, and I, I and you're smart to take Ubre in your fantasy draft. I actually missed him and took uh, Mikhail Bridges instead late, and that is not working out so far <laughs> for me. Staying in the West now, we're speaking on Sunday. This will go out on Tuesday, but Golden State just got blown out by OKC today. Mm-hmm. 
what is going on with Golden State and is it going to continue to be this bad? Yeah, I really do think it is. So I was watching the game and I don't know why I was, but I was and it was it was as bad as it looked. They were It's got to be like a car crash. You can't look away from it. It was like terrible. I just remember just looking at in the third quarter and um D'Angelo Russell got Chris Paul I don't even really know if it was a foul. They didn't really want to get into it, but kind of um, he was going for a layup. D'Lo was going for a layup and then Chris Paul hit his hand or something. It, it was like kind of an innocuous foul, just like a foul. But I guess I was unnecessary seeing the score and all that. And he just jumped right up, got in the face of the ref, started yelling. The ref teed him up and then he kept yelling and he ejected him. And then after that point, it was like it was in the third and then they left Steph Curry out there, which to me made absolutely no sense at all. Like, I don't know why Steph Curry's logging 30 minutes in a blowout from the first quarter. Like, no sense. I mean, yes, he's your leader. I get it. But at the end of the day, like, he gets set as example outside of the court. Like, you just had your second best player ejected. You're getting blown out. Why is he on the court? He's not even shooting well. Like, why is he there? Made no sense. And they're just, they just don't have the talent outside of them, too. Their bench is so bad. They're just bad. <laughs> There's no other way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, well, staying in the West, another team that has really surprised. Uh, and uh, last uh, last week, Zach Broner was on the podcast, and he pointed out that he really liked the Timberwolves coming into the year. Mm-hmm. He thought that they had great chemistry with their new coach, Ryan Saunders, and they have looked awesome. Have you watched them at all? I've seen highlights, and I've looked into their stats. and Yeah, but it's, it's very difficult to gauge how good they really were when they were playing the Hornets in Game 1, who I think are That's the second true. worst. But yeah, I mean, they're as good as cat is and he's been playing absolutely out of his mind and his stats are just otherworldly thus far and i mean but um when you mentioned me when mentioned to me what we we're going to be talking about i immediately wrote him down you were like who is the player that's overperforming thus far that's going to kind of die down and right away mm-hmm. i thought carl anthony towns his stats are just crazy and he's someone that he playing so many minutes on a daily basis and he's always in foul trouble it seems that way I mean not actually but he mm-hmm. a lot of the games he really is and because of that he's I think going to be playing some limited minutes because of foul trouble but he the way he's been shooting the ball just rebounding shooting from beyond the arc it's just been insane and for me today I thought maybe with my picks I thought maybe taking under his point total because it was really high it was like 26 and a half I thought would be a good play because they were up against the heat and I mean Mm -hmm. he just started shooting so well early on that he ended up going oh no he went under Oh, that's good. Okay. I mean, he finished with 23 points, but I was nervous. In the third quarter, he was already at like 21. So so I guess it kind of died down, but his stats have just been insane. And he's, I would say, pretty much, I mean, he's definitely majority of their offense. And you never really know with Wiggins, and he's just so inconsistent. But when those two are playing, yeah, I think the T-Wolves are solid. So would you look to fade? cat moving forward as well i've been like you already said that you were betting him on the under today yeah for points yes rebounds he gets so many a game that i would never touch that but his totals are just going to be so inflated just because he's had what was it like 20 uh three point night 25 point night and i think he i know he went like 52 pra combined so i mean he's putting up this the stats early on and last season obviously he averages 
amazing stats, but I think his point totals are just going to be super, super elevated. And like I said, foul trouble is always something you have to think about with the bigs, especially that are prone to that. So find him in a difficult defensive matchup. And I mean, I think it's going to be tough, but he's someone that as of right now, I don't necessarily think that you should be fading, but I just thought the total at 26 and a half was just far too high. Uh, did you have any other names that you wrote down of people starting off hot and are going to slow down? Mm. <laughs> I mean, Derek Rose, just because his stats are just <laughs> crazy right now. I don't think that's going <laughs> to really keep up for as long as it is. Um, let me pull up his stats really quick. He's had crazy shooting nights. Uh, what did he do? Three games, he's averaging through three games, 25.3 points, 64.6 field goal percentage. So those are crazy stats. It's Derek Rose at the end of the day. I mean, he's obviously... Yeah, and he's getting a lot of minutes right now because of injuries right mm-hmm. ahead of him. And it's a new team for him too. So that's something to really consider. And for me, I always like to look at those players that are going to be overvalued based on their recent performances. Because at the end of the day, when you're looking through more often than not the full... Um, career of them on it if they're not changing teams or something monumental happening at the end of the day by the end of the season it's all going to kind of level out and they're going to kind of be playing true to their career stats is that's typically what I find but for him Mm -hmm. I mean obviously he's one of those names that people are trying to target and he's one of those players that you know just because he is shooting so well you kind of got to get on that bandwagon so if you don't have him and he's available by any chance, I'd say, yeah, pick him up early. But that's someone that's going to, you know, the stats are just super elevated at this point. A name that I wrote down is Trey Young, who's at uh, through two games, 38 and a half points, seven rebounds and nine assists. Yeah. I mean, that's guy that's he's got to have a harsh reality check at some point. Right. I don't see that continuing. I mean, he's good, but. I mean, what do you think? I love the way he plays the game. He plays so hard. He's got the talent. He's just, he was so impressive. So, so, so impressive. But he's kind of streaky. So it's one of those players that like, Mm -hmm. at this point, I would not be fading him. But obviously, it's not going to continue to the point that it has been. What I really want to look at right now, I'm going to try to pull up are how many shot attempts he had last season. That's what I really want to pull up just because he's shooting so many. He's attempting 25-21 thus far. So I just really want to see if I can pull it up and see what he was field goal attempted 15 and a half. So he's way over that. Uh, field goals made six six and a half, attempted 15 and a half, shooting 41.8% on the season. So obviously he's attempting close to 10 more a game thus far uh yeah i don't see that continuing yeah neither do i but he's crazy i I love the way he plays the game he plays so hard and he's when he shoots well he shoots so well but he's one of those players that kind of i mean not like a wiggins but he's the first one that comes to mind where you'll see those games where he'll shoot like 11 of 15 but you'll also see those like four of 18s too uh then this is a team we were talking about earlier still, uh, but Justice Winslow has started off real hot without Butler being there. I actually have him in the league, and I'm already thinking about putting him on the trade block and trying to get as much out of him as I can. Any thoughts on Winslow? I would do that because you're, you're, you'd be getting maximum value now, I would say, while his stats are still great. <laughs> I guess is the best way. Because, yeah. I mean, his stats are way above the career averages, I can assume. And he's rebounding well. And you never know with Butler coming back because he's going to take up so many 
um, shot attempts per game, and he's going to take up some rebounds as well. So because of that, you don't really know where everyone else is going to fit in the hierarchy of offense and how many touches they're going to get and all that. So I'm always a fan of if it's not like a super marquee player or someone that you need on your team throughout the whole year, I say always try to trade them at that one point where they're worth, worth the most. Yeah. Uh, another team that's been underperforming so far, uh, Sacramento Kings. They're 0-3 against the spread right now. Nobody has looked particularly good. I think they will turn it around, and I'm not too worried about them. But have you watched them at all? So they were someone that I actually was going to write down on my list as people that teams that confused me and I kind of expected a little bit better out of. But I just don't think they really have – I mean, they have the young roster, but – I don't really think they have the talent, but they play at such a fast pace and they were shooting so well at home. And like I said earlier, they just were playing so well, so confident there that there's someone that could go either way at this point. I don't necessarily know where I come down on them. I'm going to take another break right now to tell you about our new sponsor, Manscaped.com. I'm so glad to hear that they've come on as a sponsor no guy likes uh you know taking care of business down there trimming the hairs it's uncomfortable uh you'll nick yourself uh, i remember one time i was trying to uh take care of business down there nicked myself next time my wife looked at my junk she accused me of having an affair because it looked like i had a herpy um it was really it was just a nick i swear uh wow this is getting a little inside and and personal but you know, that's how we do things here at NBA Odds Pod. But hey, listen, if you don't want your wife or significant other to accuse you of having herpes when you don't, that is why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has propriety skin safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Um, Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. Again, go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. Um, How about the Spurs? They're 0-4 against the spread right now. Uh, Yes, they're winning all their games, but they are barely doing that, and they're not covering their spreads. Um, Haven't looked very impressive overall, despite Jajante Murray really playing well. What do you think? It's weird. I don't know. With the Spurs, that was so weird to me because, I mean, I'll be honest, I just figured, you know, I know for last season, my only team total I bet the entire year was on the Spurs just because... I knew um, DeJounte Murray went down in the preseason and I know how much uh, Greg Popovich is working with him and how much he praised him as a point guard. And I thought he was, I mean, he wasn't a scorer, but I thought he was a pretty good facilitator and he was developing and really putting in the work from what I could see. So I was excited to see what they would be like with him. But then when he went down, their win total went down, I think two wins. And I knew they were going to get so Mm -hmm. many wins at home because they're just like automatic at home. And I remember they went way over their win total. There was a stretch where they went like 15 and two last season and they were just dominating and they went like eight or nine wins over their set total. So they were someone that I thought, I thought they were going to blow out Washington and they were losing at some point um, early on. So the fact that they kept it within two points, I think is promising, but the they're the wizards. I don't think they're going to do anything this year. 
Yeah, and uh, uh, Dejounte Murray has actually looked really good. Since, just since you mentioned him, he's been putting up great points and not even playing that many minutes. And that, one of his big knocks was his. He's score. a he's an odd player. He's like a very lanky player, and he doesn't really have. He's not particularly great at anything is what I'd say, but he has good vision. And like I said, Papa's really coached him. He's very mature. He's a mature player out there. Like you can see, he's not really making those mistakes. Those like rookie mistakes. And he's someone that I, like I could see on, I mean, this is ridiculous to say, but I mean, you really can see some type of glimpses into players' lives through Instagram. And I know it's absolutely absurd, but the ones that are super (laughs) out there posting like club photos, just photos of themselves, you know, it's sometimes you can really see that their performance is lacking. But he, I remember seeing on his Instagram, he was mm-hmm. always in the gym every single day in his off season and every, almost every other day, or I mean, at least once a week, he was posting about how he's ready to come back, how he's putting in the hardest work he can. And I think if you are so adamant on coming back and for him, ball means so much. And to some players, it's kind of, you get your contract, you get the money and then, you know, great. But to some, it's like you can really see how much it means to them. And I saw him putting in so much work. And I really was impressed with him in um, the not last season, but the season before that, just because I thought he was a pretty good facilitator. I thought he never really made those dumb mistakes. And with his length and not size, but with his length and just lankiness, he was able to get some of those Mm -hmm. easy baskets, which I was impressed by. How about players... Uh, on the fantasy waiver wire, any uh, waiver pickups you're looking mm. at right now? Um, I guess so. For me, I recently picked up. I think on the weekend I picked up Patrick Beverly, and for me, I picked him up because he's someone that shooting wise I don't love. But I mean, you hope he kind of shoots like three of six, fifty percent is kind of what you're hoping for. But he gets you so many steals. Mm-hmm. And he can get you blocks. I know he already had one game where he had five steals. And that's crazy. Like, if I pull my team up right now, you know, we're one week in. And um, in my matchup, uh, 34 steals is what we have. So if you can have a player pick up five, that's crazy. And not a lot of people have him at this point. And obviously the Clippers are, I don't, I you can't dispute the team to beat. They just have looked so, so, so good. They're so dominant defensively, offensively. And then when they get Paul George back, like game over. And I think Beverly is someone who. I mean, they did lose to the Suns. I'm not a testament to how good the Suns are. (laughs) 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 No, but they just look so good. And he's someone that I think, you know, well, if you do need one of those stat categories, because he's not going to be, I I mean, at least I hope not. I don't think he's going to be someone that's shooting like, O of 12 or one of 13 or something like that. So because he can get you steals for me, that was like a necessity. Um, And also PJ Tucker is someone who's off to a really good start. Uh, 16 and a half points per game. He's shooting uh, over 36.6% from beyond the arc. He's gotten off to a great start. He's He's contributing in the rebounding game and he's averaging a lot of points for him. And he's someone that I would pick up and kind of ride the hot hand with because I'm sure he's available. Yeah, he's got to be available and be ready to drop him quick, though, when he gets cold, because he will get cold. Oh, yeah. And that's- uh, I do like him as a player, but yeah, he <laughs> he goes through stretches. Anyone for you? Um, somebody I like, 
yeah, somebody I like right now is I think most people should, and I hate to keep going back to the Suns, but Frank Kaminsky, um, with DeAndre Ayton going down for 25 games with the mm-hmm. PED suspension, uh, Kaminsky played uh, over 30 minutes against the Nuggets and scored 19 points uh, to go with 11 rebounds. And so if you're looking for a big who can also hit the three, uh, he hasn't hit the three ball yet, but hmm. I think he will get hot. And so he's definitely somebody to pick up and ride, at least why eight. That's interesting. Uh, somebody I'm looking at right now. And so I'm from Toronto. So obviously my Raptors are the defending champions. And I can't take that much credit for it because, <laughs> you know, we were very fortunate with all of the circumstances to happen to Golden State for us to get the win. But we're winners nonetheless. Um, and you should totally take the credit for it. I mean, the Raptors look the Raptors look better than Golden State this year, even <laughs> That's though they lost. I don't know what we're going to do player. because, I mean, I'm not a Kyle Lowry fan at all in the slightest. I never have been. I just think he's such an unclutch player. He's just he, – I, I wouldn't trust him almost the least to win you the game. We had Fred Van Vliet who just stepped up monumentally and obviously – the best player in the world and Kawhi Leonard. So that really helped us last year. But I think OG Ananobi is someone who has been shooting really well in his last two games. Um, Four of five, seven of 11, 17 points, six rebounds, four blocks, two blocks in one game, one block in another. He's logging huge minutes, 36, 38 minutes, and then 26 in a blowout win at Chicago. So Uh, yeah, he's a guy we had, uh, on our watch list before the season too. Um, Cause you know, before uh, Siakam stepped up last season, a lot of people, especially Raptors fans were excited about Ananobi. He was going to be the breakout star, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he got injured. He's and, been, uh, he's inconsistent. The talent isn't really there, but he can put up some, some, Good stats. And I think if you are looking for someone just on like a pickup off the waivers for like not full season, but just like a a daily basis or weekly basis, I think he's definitely someone you can consider. And that's surprising. He made your watch list. Yeah, well, it it was uh, Jeff Fox put him on the watch list and he's a fellow uh, Canadian uh, like you. So I think he had him on the uh, on the eye. I'm very unbiased, by the way. Like, I grew up in Toronto. I've lived here my entire life. So obviously, in the postseason, I was like, with my heart rooting for the Raptors. But oh, you know, I bet Golden State to win that. Oh, 100%. I was I was betting the unders in those games. I was taking Golden State team total. And I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I try to stay away from any type of bias. I really, truly do. And I try to look at everything objectively. But I mean, when you do have a favorite team, and you can attest to this, you do see a lot of the players that maybe the whole league or all like a casual fan isn't privy to. So you'll see those players that you think are overperforming or looking for a big game. And you'll know those players that no one really knows about, but you've seen them progressing well and adjusting well. And those are people that you can pick up. So I always say, like, when it comes to your favorite team, don't just blindly bet them, but there's a lot of merit to betting a team that you really, really know well, because if you're able to bet against them, you've seen them at their worst. You're watching most of their games way more intently. And, you know, you see and you know better than anyone else. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Um, 
it's hard to bet against your favorite team, but you're right. Like if, if you can look at it objectively and know when they're in over their heads because you've watched them more than most people, definitely. Um, okay, well, I've kept you for a while. Do you have anything else that you wanted to throw out there? Or any other names for pickups or, or bets to look at? Hmm. As of right now, no, not really in terms of pickups. I think kind of sit back and watch. And I mean, don't trade some of your players away or drop some of your players thus far because I mean we've seen two to three games so I would say stick it out with them unless they're shooting so poor that you have no other choice they're like a hindrance to your team but I'd say you know keep the players that you thought pretty highly of and if you can get somebody like if someone's under the mentality that their player that they drafted really early on is so bad they just got to get rid of them while they could then take those but in terms of pawning off your players for dirt cheap it's not the point it is no reason this is not the point this season to do so to kind of stick it out um then in terms of bets i would really look into stats like i love to use um a particular website like teamrankings.com and i'll always go there and i'll look up they have really really good stats everything you can really look for um and they have it for every sport so i do it for nfl um every sport honestly college football mm-hmm. college basketball everything and i'll they have all the seasons so i'm looking right now they have 2003 2004 which will never be relevant for us but you have the 17 18 18 19 and this year's and i love to look up certain things like rebounding um offensive rebounds given up um shooting percentage effective field goal percentage possessions per game and then for me early on in the season I love to look at teams that play like the pace. So I love to look at teams that get in a lot of possessions per game and I'll tend if they're shooting the ball well, I'll obviously be all over that over. But if they're shooting really poorly last season and it's kind of continuing to this season, I think go for the under there. And I mean, Memphis was someone early on. Um, the Bulls were someone, the Hornets were those teams that are playing at those really slow paces and just not shooting efficiently. So because of that, I think, you know, because it's so early in the season, you're still getting those 219s, 218s as totals. Whereas, you know, for four months into the season, you're looking at 202 and a half. So because it's just started, you're seeing those elevated over under totals. So that's kind of Mm -hmm. what I've been looking at early on in the season. And I guess that would be my best advice until you really know how players are performing and true identities. I think, teams are more often than not going to play true to form. So don't overvalue what you've seen thus far, but if it matches up with what you see last year, then I'd say, you know, it's pretty safe bet that if they're shooting 40% last year and this year thus far, that they're not going to be shooting one of those 65% games. It's going to continue to be around that 40. I think that's great advice. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, you can follow her at Parlay Queen. Anything else you want to promote? Uh, no, I guess just follow me on Twitter. That would be the best place. And then for NBA, if you're interested in that, I do a daily NBA column for covers. And I try to do, I give out five picks a day. And I've been really good thus far. I've been four out of five for the last two days and then three out of five every other day for the regular season and I I look through everything like I said I'm always looking at positional matchups doing player props spreads first half totals everything so that's something you can check out if you're a fan and at the end of the day my mindset is I'm always going to listen to what someone has to say whether or not I take their advice or not because 
people are always going to be looking or digging. I mean, sharps or people that really put in the research are going to find those stats that maybe you weren't aware of. And if someone can be able to provide that for you, maybe that'll sway your opinion or support your opinion. So I always try to look at and listen to all the advice I can take everything in because at the end of the day, there's so many teams, so many games, but you know, you can always find a good stat to back up what it is you're trying to promote. So check out my column daily. And thus far, it's been good. So if I were you, I would ride the hot hand while it's still hot. <laughs> I've definitely been winning money with Monique's covers.com NBA picks column. And thank God, because I've been getting hosed in football with my dumb picks. Um, speaking of, you can join the Sports Gambling Podcast free roll football picks contest at betsperts.com. And, and while you're at betsperts.com, you can give me a follow at McKee. Yep, just at McKee. Uh, you can check out how bad my football picks are, but how much better I am doing with my NBA picks. Also, don't forget, we have awesome new Sports Gambling Podcast merch. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash merch. I just got my... Brand new SGP hoodie with special moisture management fabric. I didn't even know I needed my moisture managed by a hoodie, but I love it. It looks really good. Um, my wife never likes anything to do with like sports or sports gambling podcasts on my merchandise, but she thinks that I look dope as fuck in this hoodie. You can follow Sports Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Spotify. You can follow me at at the Ryan McKee on Twitter and at Ryan McKee on Instagram. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to keep doing my best to get better at this. And I really do appreciate you supporting the podcast. Um, thanks again. That's been it for NBA Odds Pod this week. We'll be back next week on Tuesday night.